0: Welcome back to 7 Seconds or More. This is episode 17. As always, I'm your host, Peter Howarth, and I'm here today with Daniel Park. Dan, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Great to be back. We have um, it's a bit of a breaking news. A little, a little after the fact, but DeAndre Ayton is expected to sign a max offer sheet with the Indiana Pacers. And uh, according to Woj, the Suns are planning to match that deal which means he'd go back to the suns but yep you know there's a lot to unpack there um first of all this isn't something you see a lot because with the number one pick it's it usually goes one of two ways either you're very good and the team will lock you up a la lebron james or we just saw zion get uh the bag the other day yep or you're a complete bust and you will not make it to a second contract like Anthony Bennett it's like a weird gray area with number one picks Mm
1: -hmm. if
0: like if you're not even getting offered a second contract but by by the team that drafted you but someone else is willing to give it to you it doesn't happen that much anymore so like what was the first thing you thought when when, after this whole thing is happening because I mean there's just so much to sort of unpack here
1: I mean, first of all, um, you can't let an asset like that walk out of the door for nothing, especially when you're trying to contend. Um, And them matching the offer is definitely the right move. And like the KD situation, that didn't even exist a month ago. And I think this was where things were expected to go in the first place. But I think it's poor on the Sun's part and almost comical that they let this go until the last point Instead of giving Aiden the money earlier, I think it was last summer, but they wanted to give him, um, what was it, one less year,
0: I think? They didn't want to give him five, they only wanted to give him four. Right.
1: And like now they have a player who knows he's not wanted by that organization, and the league knows that Phoenix can't wait to get rid of him, so his value is just much lower than what it was previously.
0: Yeah, especially if if Phoenix is going to match, why wasn't this whole thing getting done earlier? And there is a lot um, that's changed, certainly with the Kevin Durant sweepstakes. But if uh, he is matched, this is according to Woj, because I don't know the CBA like that. Um, He has... uh, uh, So if the Suns match, Aiden has veto power on a trade (laughs) for a full year. So... He could say, "I don't want to go." That would be funny. That would yeah. be funny. <laughs> I don't want to play Ben Simmons, so no. And as well, due to a uh, clause in the CBA, I believe it's called a um, like well, uh, just like a recently signed player clause. Um, if you if you're if you become a free agent, you you cannot um be traded until uh in this case January fifteenth. Mm-hmm. Um, it, this does not apply if you sign an extension, um, such as like Damian Lillard, for example, not that I don't, he won't be traded, but for example, so even if uh Phoenix is all in on, um, going all in for Durant, there's still a lot of issues there. And and if this thing drags out into the regular season, which if if Brooklyn doesn't get swept away by offers, they have no impetus to rush it mm-hmm. doing a massive salary deal like that in season with picks potentially bringing in a third team yep. is incredibly hard to navigate. There's a reason you don't see it that often with players of that caliber. Um but um yeah well well crazy thing is Aiden's not that bad of a player. Let's just start mm-hmm. there. Like yeah, Aiden's not absolutely. bad. Um and certainly what you were talking about earlier with you can't lose the asset. So why do you think Phoenix wasn't just willing to push it last offseason, just lock him up? Because if they had locked him up, he could be available for a uh, for a trade right now. But do you think they really just don't think he can be the guy? Because he's, I mean, last playoffs, like two playoffs ago when the Suns made their finals run, mm-hmm. he was a huge part of that. Everyone was penciling right. him into he's going to make a leap. He's a top 30 player. Like yep. for sure, but but what has sort of happened there? Do you think?
1: Yeah, I think I don't think they valued him and saw him as a max player. And I feel like they were a bit surprised that there was a team or teams that do value him as that player, which is kind of surprising from my perspective because, like you said, there have always been signs that he can be a really important part of a contending team. Um, the potential he his age um and he's improved leaps and bounds on defense and especially on offense so i think it's kind of it has us scratching our heads of why they didn't see him as that type of player especially drafting him number 1 and with that core that they have i feel like they would have to try everything to keep it intact especially with chris paul he's not getting any younger and yeah
0: yeah, I mean with with Paul, um we saw how he came into Phoenix and made them uh legitimate and helped elevate the games of Bridges, Booker, uh Cameron Johnson and Aiton. But Aiton on his own, I mean, he for his career he's averaging sixteen points a game, ten and a half rebounds. Mm-hmm. Uh but he's still very unique in the tier in the upper tier of centers in the league. Because unlike uh, Jokic and Embiid, he's not really so He stretches the floor, nor is he a great passer. He averages, Mm -hmm. for his career, 0.2 three-point attempts a game. He makes a quarter of them, and he averages 1.6 assists a game. So he is very much a traditional low-post guy, and he's not a huge defensive presence in terms of counting stats either. I know he's very much improved in team defense. Yep. Averaging one block a game for his career. Um, and also over the his four-year career, he's only played 70 games one time. Granity played 69 in 2020, 2021. But uh, I believe he was... I believe it was 2020 or 2019. He got suspended. Yes, he was suspended for like... It was like a, That's when Frank
1: Kaminsky was popping off.
0: It was like 30 games or something. Frank Kaminsky, yeah. it, it, didn't he just He's sign a contract?
1: Uh,
0: I swear, I just saw Frank the Tank in the news. The I was excited. The Hawks. The Hawks.
1: This completely missed me. I didn't
0: even see this. The John Collins replacement. <laughs> yeah, but the thing with Aiden. Uh, he's just such a traditional low post. He's he's not a great uh, defender, per se. He's not a great passer, and he can't really stretch the floor. And there have been uh, sort of questions presented by some people about his uh, commitment and dedication to getting better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, just playing devil's advocate if I'm Brooklyn, do I want Ben Simmons exactly. and DeAndre Aiden on the same team? Both guys who can't shoot will have big money and their desire to improve and grow and to turn into like winning basketball players has been questioned at times. Mm-hmm. Um, even though if you're on paper, uh, Simmons and Eaton look like, you know, two young studs. So it's a very weird position to be in for, um, for Brooklyn and Phoenix. But uh, if, let's say Phoenix doesn't match this contract... And Aiton is on his way to Indy. Uh, what do you think that team turns into? Is it is it Halliburton's team? Is it Aiton's team? Because he'll be making the big bucks, or is it just a like a classic sort of Pacers team where they just have a bunch of guys contributing?
1: I think I think it's Halliburton's team. Um, I mean, I know you're a big fan of him,
0: uh, number one supporter.
1: He's a he's a great player and. Um, I think Jalen Smith when they extended him, I think they got him off of steel. So they're re- building a really good core, I think. And if they were able to get Eaton, I think um they have a lot of good pieces. And Chris Duarte, who was really good in his rookie season last year as well. Uh, yeah, I, I think I I would be I would have been happy if the Pacers were able to get Eaton. I would've been happy for their fans, but they're gonna they might have to wait a year see what happens
0: the the pacers are a team that they historically do not uh tear things down and tank they are uh indiana is like what it's like the heart of basketball or or very big basketball state and they're they've been competitive ever since you know reggie miller and they haven't really had a down season since Mm -hmm. and when they got rid of malcolm brogdon for not a lot of competitive pieces at the moment. Um, And Sabonis for a a younger package, although I think Halliburton will end up being the best player in that trade. Yep, They were starting to, you know, skyrocket towards the bottom of the standings. Um, And it makes sense if you look at the personnel. But if they bring in Aiton, I think it's a very savvy move, and it's a great move. I mean, getting a, I mean, Aiton's gonna be like twenty three or twenty four, number one pick, yeah. a, a great piece to build around. And and then they drafted Benedict Mathurin as well out of Arizona. They all
1: fit the age group. Yeah, apparently he's a very together. Quiet,
0: quiet, um, like focused, intense guy. Whereas mm-hmm. you know, as far as Halliburton's persona is, he's a little more. Uh, affable Um, I think they're building a great unit there they have a coach uh, uh, in Rick Carlisle who knows how to win he has been in and around the NBA for about 40 years so I think it's just some great Indiana basketball um but who knows what'll happen there um there's still a lot um a lot of unknowns who knows if again if Phoenix will match it Mm mm-hmm but um, just I just wanted to wrap up on uh, just, again, how good Aiden actually is. Um, this is from StatMuse. the most points per game on 60-plus percent field goal um, last year. Okay. So this is uh, number one in the league was DeAndre Aiden, 17.2 points a game, uh, Jared Allen, and then Rudy Gobert. So he's efficient. And can put the ball in the basket, which is obviously very really um, soft touch around the room. Very soft touch. Yeah. The top reply on that tweet was Zion did this with 27 points per game in his second season. <laughs> so okay. not every number one pick is created equal. Yep. <laughs> um, I think that's just crazy. <laughs> good for Zion for getting that designated extension. Go Zion. Go Zion. I'm rooting for him. Why wouldn't you? Of course. Um, so let's let's transition to another guy who's been in the news, Donovan Mitchell. Um, as of last week, it seemed as if the Jazz were intent on keeping Mitchell and him being the Paul Pierce to the new Jazz uh, rebuild, as Paul Pierce was to the um, Celtics in 2007-2008. But as of last night... Um, Shams reported that uh, they are now engaged in listening on to trade offers on Mitchell, and that the Knicks are the the main focus of that. Looking at just a a ton of first round picks, according to Tim McMahon and um, you know young guys like Obi Toppin, Cam Reddish, Quentin Grimes. Um, Grimes, yep. But but let's just let's just get all that out of the way. Is he going to go to the Knicks? And if they get him, are they going to be good? Like, I a I don't trust the Knicks to get him. Mm -hmm. And is a core of defense? Yeah, I mean, is a core of Jalen Brunson, Donovan Mitchell, Julius Randle, if he stays, and RJ Barrett. I guess if they manage to keep all those, are they doing anything? I mean, are they? Uh, we we did this exercise the other week. How how um, how loaded each conference is.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean I don't. They're not a, a lock to make the play in by any means. Even with that group, nope. I,
1: the reaction from Knicks fans for Donovan Mitchell. It's I think it's they talk about him as if he's like like a bum. Like I understand the the concern over the defense between. You no know, Brunson and, um, Donovan Mitchell, people were describing that like teams are just going to be slicing through like it's cheese. And while that could be the case, I mean, there have been backcourt duos that aren't known for their defense that have had success or like relative success in the league. Um, but like you said, I mean, both conferences are so stacked. The divisions are stacked. Um, and I think the biggest takeaway is that the Knicks are going to have to gut a lot of their team in order to acquire this, this guy. And it's not even like a lock for success. It's a major risk that they're going to be taking. So, yeah, I don't know how that boats long term.
0: It, it depends at the angle we're looking at it. If we're trying to make the championship, I don't think that, I mean, I think there's a lot the Knicks would have to do. I don't think yeah. Mitchell uh, cures that. But if you want to make New York basketball exciting again, and you want to watch oh, your God. guys, um, Mitchell is from New York. Um, he's a big Mets fan, and then Brunson obviously has ties to the organization. There's guys you can rally behind. They're both young, and you would love watching those guys, uh, you know, put the ball in the in the basket for the next foreseeable for the foreseeable future. So. Mm-hmm. It makes the league more fun when the Knicks are a little bit feisty. Yep. Um I think he'd be a great presence there in Madison Square Garden. They haven't had a homegrown like New York based guy since Stefan Marbury.
1: Mhm.
0: So, I don't know. Um granted, I'm not a Knicks fan. I can't empathize with a Knicks fan. But <laughs> having like a legitimate all-star in your building and having them to be able to just like be a little more competitive. I think that's mm-hmm. compelling. I'm, I don't really care if I send Obi Toppin out the door. Absolutely. You know, I'll drive him to the airport. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, that that's the thing with Mitchell. He has sort of regressed on defense every single year. He's been in the league. Um, And he's been a high volume guy ever since he's entered. Uh, and a lot of pressure has been on him uh, as the Jazz have sort of um, fallen below expectations. Yep. But uh, the Jazz don't have any need to rush this thing as well. Um, Mitchell hasn't really shown any desire to leave Utah. He has not requested a trade or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Granted, he... Kind of likes tweets every week, <laughs> um, clowning on Salt That's Lake. That's aggressive. Wins. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I think it's probably more likely than not he'll be traded just due to, you know, when when a new GM or a new coach comes in, like they want to have mm-hmm. their guys. Yeah. Um, And Mitchell isn't necessarily an age guy. So we'll see what happens there. Do you think he'll mm-hmm. go to the Knicks on record?
1: I believe so. I mean, from what the report said about Miami, they're looking to, or the Jazz want to bring in a third team because they, they're not interested in Miami's assets. Uh, assets meaning Tyler Hero, who kind of stunk it up in the playoffs this year. I know he struggled with injury, but he he, <laughs> he wasn't great, especially against the Hawks, who are not a good defensive team.
0: No, that um, Hawks team was reeling as well. No, yeah. I just like. I can Tyler Hero be like the second best player on a playoff team? Like, I don't think so. No, Why is he the centerpiece not. of the package I'm getting back? And and mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to pay him big money. Yeah. Um, but like, then again, bringing a third team really complicates things because it seems as if most teams in the league are kind of set with their rosters at the moment, and yeah. um. I don't know, maybe maybe like Charlotte or Washington aren't. They're kind of just wild cards. Who knows what they're doing.
1: But yeah, I mean, R.J. Barrett, Donovan Mitchell, and Brunson, I think that could be a good trio to build around if they're able to you know, retain all of them. And obviously it's not great defensively, but I think it helps them uh, become more exciting, like you said, and it becomes a more attractive uh, free agent spot And it's definitely not a bad place to be in if you're a free agent.
0: It does seem like Donovan has a lot of friends too. Jalen Brown is big friends with Donovan Mitchell. He'll Mm -hmm. be um, a free agent in the upcoming years. And it would be unlikely he would sign an extension with the Celtics because the Celtics can only offer him like a percentage more than his current deal. And since he signed under a max extension, he was a slightly below max value. uh, Jalen Brown's a max player. So if if you want to come back to the Celtics, he would likely test free agency and get the full five years that way. Um, He recently liked a tweet the other week that said that Celtics fans like don't appreciate Jalen Brown. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think, I mean, I tend to think Jalen likes Boston, um, Mm -hmm. but who knows? Maybe he could go to New York and team up with Donovan. I can didn't he get a lot of love.
1: Now. Didn't he get a lot of love this uh, postseason when he stepped up when Tatum was struggling?
0: So um, no, actually, he <laughs> didn't. No, I mean, in terms of the finals, okay. Um, like at least in, in Game Six, Jalen put in like thirty four. Right. No one really cared. The, the the two storylines about those two guys were that Jason um, was, like, tired and not ready for the moment and, like, isn't Kobe because that's all anyone yep. cares about. And with Jalen, it's just that he can't dribble left <laughs> and he just constantly throws the ball off his foot. Everything I just said <laughs> is true, but mm-hmm. that you can see um, mm-hmm. where, I don't know, Jalen could get frustrated because it does seem Tatum certainly gets the higher billing in Boston. Yeah. Um, so if he wants to have his own team, that's a whole different question. Um. So I think we're going to take a break there. We're going to talk uh, a little bit, Richard Jefferson, his uh, a fishing debut and some other uh, things before we wrap up. And we'll do that right after the break. Okay. Coming back from the break. Uh, So the other day, Richard Jefferson, he refed the second quarter of it was it was like Nick's trailblazers, I believe. I believe that's summer league. So no one watched. Everyone just watched the mic'd up highlights. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) But uh, he wanted to empathize with referees and see the whole thing. So he took like a week of classes and then he was a a, uh, ref for one quarter of the summer league game. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was super cool to see. Um, he said it was like super hard and like getting the positioning right on the court, and then knowing all yep. the hand signals. He messed a couple yep. up. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just shows you how hard it is. Um, because as much as we can be like, like how can I see his foot on the line or something like that? Mm-hmm. There's a million other things they're looking at and thinking about. Um, yep. do you think more? Former players should try this out, or be for, or be refs. Um, I don't think it would happen because the players make so much money. Why would they like waste time doing that? They could just go to games. Um, yeah,
1: I think I. I mean, I think it's great. Um, I think of a lot of the players in media who criticize the refs. Um, most who attempt what R.J. did that night by actually being a ref, they'll understand how hard the job is. But I think that was the first time that I focused on the refs that much and it real and made me realize how much they actually rotate positions over the course of the game. So it was pretty cool to see. And him obviously being mic'd up, it just gave the fans like the rest perspective. Yeah, it was cool.
0: It's super cool to see. I've, I've, I've noticed this. I do it a lot in summer league. Cause when I watch a summer league game, I'll watch for like one player. Mm-hmm. Um, But if you, if you like watch a game and just track one player, um, it is, it is so interesting the way they move and you're like, okay, well, he's not really fighting around that screen. Oh, that's because the action is for the other side or, um, or let's say same play. Uh, he's not really fighting through that screen because it's a, uh, it's like a, it's like a, a fake screen just to get the switch. Um just like tracking these guys it's it's a really unique way to watch a game i feel the same way whenever jake j reddick is a broadcaster Mm -hmm. um i I sort of listen in a different way and, and the things he does versus like a normal broadcaster or stuff like that um i do think more more people should do it just so the perspective is out there and there's more uh respect for referees um because it's super hard and you know there's rule changes all the time we just saw the take foul um, rule change finally get implemented um Mm -hmm. so that'll probably have some kinks um to get sorted through but it's also been a good thing and it's just a great way to like get exposure for how how tough all this is
1: yeah it also just gives fans an excuse to watch the game I, i don't think there were any like "Hot prospects playing that game, except for Quentin Grimes."
0: Yeah. So if Quentin Grimes is the headliner, then I don't. Yeah. I don't think anyone's watching because Shaden Sharp's hurt. So yeah. So I
1: think Richard Jefferson was probably more exciting. Watching him and listening to him was more exciting than the game itself. So I think it's a fun way to, you know, just have people watch the summer league games. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd like to
1: see Draymond do it. Actually,
0: Draymond. <laughs> Would he be your, your number one pick for players in the league you'd like to see do it?
1: It'd be fun to get a player that complains a lot to the refs, that has a lot of arguments with the refs, that just doesn't get along with them that well.
0: Well, Draymond fits that for sure. I want to see like Chris Paul do it. Chris Paul is always talking to refs, but at right. the same time, he's like, incredibly smart just like draymond mm-hmm. and he he knows yeah. he complains because he knows every every rule but yeah doing it is a whole different whole different thing uh probably the top two guys i'd like to see
1: yeah yeah
0: um we're just gonna wrap it up with a last uh segment some uh basketball related news this past week the cover athlete for next year's nba 2k was revealed Devin Booker. I'll be honest. The book. Sometimes I like to go through the end of the season and think of the storylines and, and who is popular and think who could potentially be on the cover. My, my short list was Jason Tatum because he has a deal with 2k already. And, um, I mean, he made a deep finals run and jaw because he's incredibly popular with kids. Um, or Curry, because uh, he won the title. Those are those are kind of the ones. So book kind of kind of jumped off the page for me. I wasn't expecting it. Did Did that <laughs> yeah. surprise you? Do you think anyone else should have gotten it?
1: I I thought I thought Jaw was near lock for it. The um, odds, I because, swear, the
0: odds would have been like minus two thousand for Jaw. Yeah,
1: especially because our last memory of Devin Booker is him and his team getting whacked by Luka Doncic and the Mavs. That's the last lasting memory that we have. So, yeah, I'm surprised that it wasn't Ja, and it would have been awesome. Or even maybe two-time MVP Jokic would have been interesting.
0: Jokic, uh, he's, Jokic is infinitely less marketable. Exactly. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been good. I mean, we've seen some weird players have... Uh, well, not weird, but just like Anthony <laughs> Davis has been on the cover before yeah he's not it's that uh, It's Wilt. not that guy, Kyrie Irving was on the cover one year. i we don't less is more to be said about um him, yeah, Josh made sense with how fun the Grizzlies were. he made a big leap this year, yep, yeah. yeah, but hey, but no shade on book um but um, fun fact curry's never had a uh, he's never had a solo cover one year they did a cover oh. that had had KD Harden and Curry yeah Yep. Yeah. Yeah. that's just crazy yeah. like curry hasn't <laughs> had his own mm-hmm. cuz uh, i think lebron lebron's had it luka was this past year they've had AD Zion that one Yes, uh, that was a little early. That one kind of pissed me off. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. You play like 20 games and they're like, be on the cover of the video game.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think it would have been nice to see Steph get one. Maybe. Yeah. Especially after such a historic season for him personally as well.
0: Yeah, he broke the three point record. Dude can't get a cover of a video game? (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. But. Mm Good for book. This come out on just, the pod. Come on the pod book. This just sounds like we're hating on book. <laughs> I like book. You, I mean, you like book. I, I like, I like book. He's a cool guy. He's a good player. Um, okay. Yeah, it just you know, the the, the last impressions kind of gave bad taste in the mouth. The Grizzlies put up a really good fight against the Warriors without Jaw. Mm-hmm. Um, after a great season by job book had a great season first team all nba but Absolutely. the suns underwhelmed and kind of fell incredibly mm-hmm. flat and that was that um let's let's just try to come up with this now predictions <laughs> for next year's 2k cover. we can oh, do it now sure.
1: i'll let you go first
0: Okay. <laughs> so Jaws definitely. I still think John Tatum should Absolutely. be the front runners. Yeah. But. Uh, I mean, there could be some young guys in there that sneak. And there's probably like a player I'm completely forgetting about. I- I'm just. I'm going to lock in Jaw, though. It just makes too much sense. Ooh.
1: Okay. Um. Man, I was thinking Jaw too, but I'm going to try to bring in some variability. Different player. Um, I think I'm going for Zion round two. He's going to play uh, 56 games next season. Uh, he's going to win most improved player. He's going to dunk all over teams. He's going to lead his team to the uh, ninth seed, and the Pelicans are
0: going to go all the way okay sure <laughs> i think there's a dark horse of anthony edwards i think i, I uh,
1: true he's very likable guy
0: extremely likable dunk all over anyone with rudy who knows maybe they make the second round or something i don't know <laughs> um progress for them but yeah uh i again it's just young guys who are splashy and and kids like and They all fit. Datum, Ja, Ant. Is Trey not up there? Trey? Trey. I mean, if the Hawks bounce back, I just feel like they wouldn't want to put Trey on the cover because Knicks fans would be salty. Yeah,
1: he's not as seemingly likable as those other guys that we mentioned.
0: No, I mean, he he plays the heel. And it's good, and he's good at it. And he's a very good player, too, but... I just don't think for that reason they would put him on.
1: Why do you think it's difficult for like these, like Jokic or even like a Luka, who's a superstar, but they're European? Do you think that has anything to do with it?
0: Yeah, well, Jokic doesn't have social media at all, which does play a little bit of a factor. He plays in Denver, which is for basketball an extremely small market, and Mm -hmm. he doesn't get the publicity of other guys. And um, he kind of just goes about his business. You don't see him in the news for one reason or another. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I think I saw Luca was trying to convince him to like make an Instagram, and Yoakim know, <laughs> was like, "Nah, nah, I'm good." Um, I mean, Luca is extremely popular, but I I feel like it's just because of um his highlights and you know, he's a little bit funny. And he's just... Uh, he's a guard. It just translates a little more than than a big center. Um, I mean, Jokic is... He's, like, forever underrated. We cannot mm-hmm. say he's really underrated anymore turning back-to-back yeah. MVPs, but it's just harder to market that guy. Uh Although, Embiid could be on the cover. True. And I also
1: think, like, one of the big things in relation to, like, Luka... Um, and these foreign players is that during the summer, they spend their time like overseas, not in the USA. So um, even in relation to um, attracting free agents or just recruiting players, I don't think they are able to build the same types of relationships um, with other players in the league. Um, like those friendships, I don't think they're there as much, especially just because they're not here in the country. So yeah, definitely in terms of marketability too, I think that plays a part.
0: There's also, um, not playing in America until you reach the NBA, you know, a lot less people. Yeah. Um, cause you're not coming up through your hometown and playing on AAU teams traveling around the country, playing at all these, mm-hmm. at all these camps and these exhibitions and then in college and then at all-star games, um, the All-Star Game would be like your first exposure. Um, just because I know him. Jason Tatum, for example. Um, he knew Bradley Beal growing up as they were both from St. Louis. St. Louis. Yep. Um, he, also, he also grew up with Harry Giles. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. And then he was part of the Duke Brotherhood. So we met a lot of Duke guys there. Um, ones that had um, graduated and, you know, they come back. And then yep. guys in the NBA reaching out to him. Um, and then um, playing in like you know the, the young like U seventeen U eighteen whatever it is USA camps I know he mm-hmm. knows Bam Adebayo he had known like Jalen Brown in college um, where none of that would necessarily be true with Luca yeah. although Luca did when he was on Real Madrid he played against the Spurs. Or, was it was an
1: ex- exhibition game.
0: Yeah, it was, a, it was like a preseason exhibition a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. If you look it up, the, it's really funny because you you just see all of these these Real Madrid players are like, oh, that's Luca. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> um, yeah. It's it just a like a not necessarily like a disadvantage, but it's just just the reality yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. So uh, as we wrap up, we we will read last week's Q and A and poll. Uh, Again, if you want to vote on those and have your Q&A answers read, you can uh, submit that um, on Spotify. uh, Only in the app, I believe. Um, If you don't listen to us on Spotify, good for you. Um, You can also just download the app and do the Q&A and poll and listen elsewhere. You know, uh, however you want to do it. Uh, Link to that always in the link in the description of this episode and every episode. Q&A was what's been the biggest move of the off season so far. There were lots of big moves at the time. Uh but uh, Matt Craya said Tyrese Martin to my fantasy team. Uh, <laughs> Excellent choice. Yeah. Uh I will say I hope you're playing in like a 30 team league or something that Tyrese Martin being in the league makes you excited cuz we shouldn't <laughs> be fantasy relevant.
1: 30 team might be a little more than that maybe
0: like a 60 th- oh well it depends <laughs> on how big their rosters are that's true i do like the idea of like a 30 team because then every like starting lineup every player fun. will be will be represented someone's yeah. gotta have jalen smith
1: someone's gotta have isaiah isaiah whaley big whale he makes the cut. do
0: you have a nickname Isaiah. It- oh yeah he's the uh the 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 ranch
1: the ranch
0: isn't it the ranch yeah I do not heard of that. Pretty sure it's the ranch. It is the wrench. I knew it. Great nickname. <laughs> yeah, keep an eye out for the ranch. if he uh, if he makes the Hornets, uh, because that's who he's been with for the uh, for the summer league so far. Shout out, Duncan. Yeah, shout out, Duncan. Um, I'm sure he's watching the Hornets. Uh, and then the poll was who will Kevin Durant play for next season? Uh, now I did uh, the options I listed were the Nets, Suns, Heat, Pelicans, Knicks, Lakers, and other. Uh, I mean, I guess I should have included like like instead of the Knicks, I should have put like uh, Pacers, uh, Pacers. <laughs> the
1: Raptors, maybe.
0: That was the one. I was. I couldn't think of them again. My bad, Raptors fans. Um, yeah, I <laughs> ship with the Raptors. But we uh, the, it was the Nets in first place, followed by a tie between the Heat and Other. So, no one thinks the Sun. Oh, there. Or at least, not the majority of, of, of our listeners.
1: What do you think? I you
0: vote on this one? I think the Nets, because the Nets have no incentive to rush it, Yep, and... As far as they're concerned, Kevin Durant's on a four-year contract. <laughs> he's got mm-hmm. to play basketball for them. So, yeah. Do you, do you think likewise?
1: Yeah, I think he ends up staying on the Nets. They don't really owe him anything. They gave him time to recover after his injury. Uh, they built the team around him and Kyrie, obviously. They brought in Steve Nash, who both of them are fond with. Uh, and obviously as, far as James I'm Harden.
0: Nash has been a bad coach so
1: yes he has been uh yeah i feel like nash is escaping a bit of criticism just because everyone's just saying like oh this was katie and Kyrie's team from the start so nash is just there to be their puppet but from a coaching standpoint he hasn't been good his rotations were not good at all either um yeah i think i think katie's gonna be stuck in brooklyn next season and like you said they don't have really any incentive to let them go
0: until they get an offer that they like. I agree. And I think it'll be again, super hard to figure out a trade or anything of the sort mid season. So if Kevin's on the move, it would probably have to be next season. And Hey, if they run it back with the group, they have Ben Simmons contributes bringing TJ Warren.
1: Right. Who knows? Maybe,
0: maybe they just say run it back and, and they see what they can get out of the unit. If they make like a deep run, could be a success for them. If not, I don't know. It was sort of on house money, running it back. They should blow the thing up, anyways. If Kevin wants to leave,
1: do you think TJ Warren, his bubble stuff, was a fluke, or you think there is like that player in him? I know he's coming off a lengthy injury, but
0: um, any of the bubble stuff certainly needs to be taken with a grain of salt, especially like individual player performances, because. Uh, I think we've said this before. It's been documented so much that many players were really struggling. Um, it certainly from a mental aspect and, you know, their focus wasn't there. And if you were there and you were locked in, then it seems like you could really make a contribution with some fresh legs after a couple of months off. So I think TJ Warren is a good improved player. Uh, I don't think he is like that guy. <laughs> I think he could be like an intriguing sixth man, you know, by low option for them, which is something they need.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they also have Royce O'Neal. I think that was an interesting deal that the jazz did because Royce is one of their better defenders, obviously a wing guy. He can shoot, but yeah, I think, Oh, that's a good, that's a good pickup for the Nets.
0: Yeah, it's good. Two guys. Good more wing depth they kind of lacked like bigger wing depth because like their biggest wing wings aside from durant were and blake griffin i guess but like cam thomas and uh kessler edwards and bruce brown which are all more shooting guard likes so O'Neal, tj warren should help with that size um yep so i think from there we're gonna wrap it up um thank you dan for for coming on recording this this emergency eating stuff who knows where it'll go I, i thank you we'll see in the upcoming days um but thank you all for listening and catch you next time